If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty, and you can think of me as your friendly guide to the English language. We talk about writing, history, rules, and cool stuff. Since we talked about the phrase, it's where it's at last week, it's a good time to talk more generally about ending a sentence with a preposition. And then I'll give you some great memory tricks to remember the difference between the spelling of dessert and desert. I know many of you were taught that you shouldn't end a sentence with a preposition, but that's a myth. In fact, I consider it one of the top 10 grammar myths because so many people believe it's true. But nearly all grammarians disagree, at least in some cases. So before I lose you, let's back up. What is a preposition? Well, a preposition is a word that creates a relationship between other words. It's been said that prepositions often deal with space and time, which always makes me think of Star Trek. For example, the prepositions above, by, and over all say something about a position in space. The picture is above the fireplace. The nightstand is by the bed. And the prepositions before, after, and since all say something about time. For example, we went for a walk before dinner. We had dessert after dinner. So what about ending a sentence with a preposition? Well, here's an example of a sentence that can end with a preposition. What did you step on? (laughs) An important point is that the sentence doesn't work if you leave off the preposition. You can't say, what did you step? You need to say, what did you step on to make a grammatical sentence. Now, I can hear some of you gnashing your teeth while you think, what about saying, on what did you step? But really, have you ever heard anyone talk that way? I've read long, contorted arguments from noted grammarians about why it's okay to end sentences with prepositions when the preposition isn't extraneous, but the driving point still seems to be nobody actually talks this way. Yes, you could say, on what did you step? But not even grammarians think you should. It usually sounds pedantic. But you can't always end sentences with prepositions. As I said last week, I recommend that when you could leave off the preposition and it wouldn't change the meaning, it's best to leave it off. People do use unnecessary prepositions at the end of sentences when they talk, as in the question, where are you at, that we talked about last week. And as I said, there's even a reason, because English used to have three different words for where, where, whither, and whence. And because of whither and whence, you could almost predict that people would end up saying where at. But, and this is a big but, the at at the end of where are you at jumps out at a lot of people who care about language, because the at is unnecessary. If you ask where are you, 
it means the same thing. And the general feeling is that because the at is unnecessary, you should leave it off. And the problem with unnecessary prepositions doesn't happen just at the end of sentences, either. People often throw unneeded prepositions into the middle of sentences, and some people think that's bad, too. Instead of saying, squiggly jumped off of the dock, it's better to say, squiggly jumped off the dock. You see, you don't need to say off of the dock. Off the dock says the same thing without the preposition. Another example is outside of, when outside by itself would do just fine. You can say, he's outside the door, not he's outside of the door. So far, my examples of prepositions at the end of sentences have all been questions. Lest you think they're a special case, we'll look at some sentences that aren't questions. English has a type of verb called a phrasal verb. These are verbs made up of multiple words, and one is usually a preposition. Cheer up, run over, log on, and leave off are all examples of phrasal verbs. And often sentences that use phrasal verbs end with a preposition. For example, I wish he would cheer up, and you should leave it off. Those are perfectly acceptable sentences, and some people argue that the words at the end aren't even prepositions. They're adverbs that modify the verb. I don't religiously avoid ending sentences with prepositions anymore. If a sentence sounds awkward when I rewrite it the quote-unquote right way, I leave it with the preposition at the end. For example, I wouldn't rewrite this sentence. She displayed the good humor she's known for. That could be rewritten as she displayed the good humor for which she's known, but to me that sounds too stuffy. And here's another one. I want to know where he came from. That could be written as I want to know from where he came, but I wouldn't do it. So I said you don't need to rewrite those sentences, and I don't. But because the myth that it's wrong to end sentences with prepositions is so prevalent, there are times when you should avoid doing it, even though I'm saying it isn't wrong. For example, when you're writing a cover letter to a potential employer, don't end a sentence with a preposition. The person reading the letter could see it as an error. I always recommend following the most conservative grammar rules in job applications, because I'd rather be hired than lose an opportunity because my grammar was perceived as wrong. But once you're hired and you're in a position to have a discussion about grammar, don't be afraid to do your part to dispel one of the top 10 grammar myths and end sentences with prepositions when it sounds best, as long as the preposition isn't unnecessary and as long as it won't hurt your credibility with readers. Only you or your boss can determine whether your audience is likely to notice or care, and if you need backup, you can show your boss almost any good style guide. They all say there's no hard and fast rule about not ending a sentence with a preposition. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. 
Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. It's the time of year when I eat a lot more dessert than I usually do. The pies, the cookies, the cakes, and then the extra long walks trying to work it all off. And as a word person, it reminds me of two commonly confused words, dessert and desert. Ask any teacher or editor and they'll tell you that they see these words misspelled a lot. So let's get them right. A dessert is something you eat, usually sweet and usually at the end of a meal. It comes from a French word that means to clear the table. The dessert comes out after the main meal is cleared from the table. A desert is a dry region with hardly any plants. In the movies, people cross the desert on camels and are rescued just before they die of dehydration. Desert comes from a Latin word that means abandon, and that's why the adjective deserted, as in the mall was deserted, is spelled like desert with just one S. People abandoned the mall, and you can think of a desert as something that all but the hardiest of life has abandoned. And here's how you can get the spellings right. Since there's almost no water in a desert, think of the lone S in desert as having been abandoned. The other S has fled on a camel, just like all the people in the movies trying to get to water. And since you often have dessert when you're eating a big meal— Think of the extra S in dessert as representing the abundance of food during a meal with dessert. More food, more S's. Dessert. I hope that helps. Finally, I have a Christmas-themed familect story I've been saving for this time of year. Hi, Grandma Girl. This is Jules from Michigan City, Indiana. My familect story involves my youngest daughter, who's now 22 years old. When she was very little, she called candy canes, candy cans. It was so cute that our entire family just started calling candy canes, candy cans every Christmas until she was about seven years old. I was carpooling her and her friends to swim practice, and she pulled candy canes out of her backpack and offered her friends some candy cans. You can imagine the rest of the story. My Daughter has yet to forgive me fully, but in my defense, Candy Cans is way cuter than Candy Canes. Love your show and your books. 
keep it up. Thanks, Jules. If you want to tell me the story of a word your family made up, leave me a voicemail at 83321-4GIRL. And that number is also in my email newsletter, which you can sign up for at quickanddirtytips.com. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. Thanks to my producer, Nathan Sams, and that's all. Thanks for listening. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.